Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ask me! People always say to me, they're like, oh, my God, your dog passed away. I can't. I love my dog. I can't imagine. I'm like, well, you won't have to imagine because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. Get ready. Those are the voices of Michael McMillan, Bryce Johnson. They are the host and inventors, curators? Sure. Collaborators of the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Seekers. Is, yeah. Uh, Truth Seekers. Yeah. Which is their hey. podcast. What platform is that on? Uh, actually, we're just about to launch on Campfire. So there you go. There you go. Record podcast deal. People we were, love we were, this podcast. Oh, yours. oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> and this one, I mean, too, they love mine. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we try to have a diverse selection of people on. Uh, also very much hinges on who I know and who likes me back. Uh, Michael, you and I took a meeting. Yes. Uh, Apparently it went fun. well. Apparently it went well because you're here. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> and um, and you guys are here, and we did some some deep dives into your podcast, and we got some crossover questions. Oh, oh good. Oh, great. Because I was nervous. We also got – we reposted on our Instagram. I don't know if you saw – people ask questions as well on our Instagram, but I think oh. they were very like – what kind of toothpaste do you like, Bryce? <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, so it was like more about us, about not about like them. Or is it about them getting off? It might have been a little bit about yeah. that. Like when people do like pineapple on pizza, yes or no. I'm like, get a fucking life. I know that you don't care. I know you just want to incite a riot. You guys just got really uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's get Listen, it Listen, you're the one who brought up pineapple on pizza. It's your own fucking... Can we say it I, I don't know yeah. where to stand yeah, it's your on own that. fucking fault. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't public radio. Okay, good. So we're going to dive right in with these questions. Oh, man. And this first one contains uh, a grammar, a spelling, I don't know, just an error, which was my favorite part of it. Oh. Danny Terraquino. Terraquino. Terraquino? Terraquino. Terraquino. What are y'all's opinions on medians? And I wrote in my notes, I think a median, I think medians are very necessary. Yeah, for traffic. <laughs> for yes, traffic. right. <laughs> but let's assume he meant mediums. Let's do it. Scam artist or are some people truly gifted with an extra sense? I've always been skeptical, but GF told me about an existence that was too eerie to make up. I didn't read the rest of the question because the median thing got no, me. No, I think we know what he's looking for. <laughs> Let's cobble together. I'm pretty some sure it's not uh, street blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, cobble. Scam I know we're probably thinking. Of, I think truly gifted. I think we're probably thinking of the same thing, and we mention her all the time on our podcast, but we have what we like to call a resident, uh, intuitive, or medium. And we actually met her all. She did a a group uh, reading, I guess you could say, and she was like, look, I don't need anything. I don't need you to tell me anything. I don't need you to write anything down. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start. And then, and then I'm going to go into it. Uh, just think she of somebody. She speaks to the dead. She speaks, she speaks to, the, to dead. the dead. And she can intuit things that are coming from your future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, think of somebody you've lost and I'm just going to tell you a b- bit about them if they have any message for you. And also to preface too, which I, which I thought was interesting was she was like, you know, this is something I didn't seek. I didn't want it. When I was a little kid, I saw dead people. I tried to avoid it for the longest time. Or avoid saying it. Yeah, or avoid saying it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But she was like, I couldn't run anymore. I just had to confront it, and so here's where I am. But she started with me, and uh, and I thought of the person I had lost in my life, and and she was just like, uh, one of the ways, one of the things she does to confirm that it's the person is she describes how how they they died. died. Yeah. 
So she was just Which like... Which is all anyone ever wants to know. Yeah, totally. Let's revisit yeah. that moment. No, I know. That's the... But it's a, it's definitely a clue as to like, okay, there's a million ways this could go wrong because there's, obviously there's a million ways to die. But she, right She's away, like she... a piano fell on his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. So it, specific. Yeah, she was so specific, especially with mine. And it was like, it was a pretty hmm. uh, interesting circumstance surrounding the death of that loved one. But I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're on and rolling, so... Yeah, she's like nailed it. I, can, I think it's okay for us to say her name. I think she'd yeah. be fine with it. I think it. she would it's really a, like yeah. that. Yeah. A, we're speaking of Adela Levine. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, she's rad. I just recently had a family member do a phone session with her, and it blew her mind. And I, and she has predicted things that have come true in my life. And So uh, it, is this like, you know, because I think the skepticism comes from there are so many bad ones. Like sure. L.A. is replete with psychic centers open 24 hours a day. Yeah, listen, right. There are a lot of bad actors in L.A. too. <laughs> right. just, you know what I mean? There's a lot of bad plumbers bad in L.A. Yeah. I would say most people are not great at their jobs. And then when you have somebody who's like, and I can tell the future, you know, it's a, it's a hit or miss situation. You know, I went into that gallery reading, you know, we like to keep, like, a healthy, skeptical mind, but we're obviously super into this stuff. And I was really, really impressed and have continued to be impressed with what she's able to do. Just so I, I know at general. least one. At least one. But that's – that's. if there's one, there's, there's got to be there's uh, more. 100, you know. Or there can only be one. Or, yeah, or there's she's like only the Highlander. One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Highlander of mediums. I always feel like it's – because I listen to the lore podcast and a lot of it is yeah. about uh, spiritualists and mesmerists and all this stuff and how they were scamming people. People were a lot more ignorant back then because they For didn't sure. have like the yeah. internet. And, like, and a lot of people had lost people from tuberculosis in World War One. No, no. And- Everyone was dying of a peanut allergy. <laughs> like that's all that it was. It took 100 years to figure out that's what it was. I feel like – First of all, the part about it, and this is no disrespect to her, that's like, look, I didn't want this gift. What kid is ever like, fuck yeah, spirits haunting me, ready to go. <laughs> totally. Make some, so, Everybody knows kids love ghosts. Yeah, right, right. They love being scared. I also feel like I could pretend to tell the future. And I also find it fascinating that clairvoyance and psychics, they can never give you bad news. I'm like, oh, future's just rosy because I paid $45. Right. I think that's odd. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I do think that there are people who... No one wants to pay to well, feel shitty. True, and but I've heard of people who are like, I've seen some stuff or I've had that I don't want to share with them because it's... But, but in some of the stuff that Adela has predicted in my life, it wasn't like it was... Super amazing news. But on the show, she predicted a meeting that I was going to take out of the blue last June. She described the office that it was in and this opportunity that was going to take place. And I was like, no, there's no way. And even on the show, we had a meeting that I thought, oh, maybe this is it. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I knew this was going to happen. I was like, there's no fucking way. Hmm. And then she she even said, this is going to be out of left field. You're never going to see it coming. It's going to be really exciting. It'll be a little bit of a detour from— Bam, cancer. I was in my doctor's office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a beautiful view. Yeah, Yeah, I just got a—yeah. She said the office would have a chair. Yeah. It was going to be a chair. All right, so she got that. But anyway, she nailed it. It happened. I went, oh, my God. It just—but it was— But what about all the times a psychic has said, like, an amazing opportunity is coming, and it doesn't, and we're like, okay. Sure. Yeah, no, it's like a fortune cookie. You know, and plus they all—sometimes most they live in decrepitated apartments or condos, and you're like, can't you predict yourself a lotto number or something? I mean, you know, so— Decrapitated. Decrapitated. Yeah, that's a real word. Um, So it's sketchy Predicted by the median. We like to make up words on our podcast. But I don't want to speak for Michael, but I will. But uh, I think Mm -hmm. more in general, we— we, we kind of uh, subscribe to a lot of these stranger-than-normal uh, aspects, uh, not just mediumship, but, uh, but uh, I don't know, UFOs, aliens, Well, we cryptids, got questions about a lot of cryptids. Stuff. We're open to yeah. it all. Uh, look, we mediums, got, hit or miss. We yeah. got a lot of cryptid questions. I did have to go. I consider myself someone who knows everything. Great. And uh, Great. that was a real bit of humble pie for me. I had to go look up what a cryptid was. And I was planning on pretending like I knew what it was. Right, you don't want to But that's do not that. really on brand for me. Yeah. So uh, a cryptid is like a, a creature of lore. Yeah, yeah. a hidden animal. They call, that's basically what a cryptid is. It's something that is – a cryptid could be anything from like – the legendary Bigfoot to a undiscovered uh, something squid to, that yeah. lives in the ocean. So that might be theorized. So they're 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 finding cryptids all the time. That's right, and, all the time. Well, no, seriously, a lot of like now they're usually like small frogs in the rainforest, that type of stuff. But 
Um, so it's sort of an umbrella category. When we're talking about cryptids, we tend to mean those th- creatures of more mythological folklore, stuff that people think they've seen, like the Loch Ness Monster. Or like a dinosaur. Like, a di- yeah, well, that comes up. Yeah. It comes Dinosaurs up. Dinosaurs do. You'd be oh, surprised. From time to time. Very There's religious people. People have seen pterodactyls flying over Arizona. Uh-huh. Mm, just big bird. Yeah. Big birds. The reading, uh, so speaking of cryptids, cryptids, the underscore reading, underscore writing, underscore puppet. Ugh. Get rid of those underscores. <laughs> if you could create a legend, cryptids, slash tulpa. Is, it, is this a word you know? Oh, tulpa, yeah, yeah, tulpa. What is that? So this that's one's some, a little uh, tricky. Yeah, no. So the idea is that if enough people believe in something, they can actually create a, a spiritual essence of it. And as a matter of fact, there was a, a, a research project done out of a couple of researchers in Toronto where they all decided to try this Tulpa method. And they all agreed they were going to create a spirit named Philip. And they gave it a personality and uh, and everything like that. And actually, after that, they started... Uh, having some sort of strange, mysterious things that were taking place with this entity that they created. Mm-hmm. They were able to, like, summon him up on a Ouija board, and and he would spell out his name and do different things. And Possible that it was a different spirit taking... <laughs> I, ser- like, absolutely. You know, that's why you shouldn't mess with a Ouija board. They're, totally. But, but also, it doesn't even take a collective, because there are people who create their own tulpas, which are basically fictional characters that they then manifest mm-hmm. into reality. Are you talking about Sims? Sort of, yeah, yeah. It is. It's That's why I have a harder time wrapping my brain around it because I don't know if they're I can't I don't think they're physically manifesting them yeah although they seem to think that they have conjured out of the immaterial a material it feels personality. like a Reddit thread. It is a, It is definitely a Reddit thread. We haven't done a specific episode on tulpas yet, but they come up. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely something that I want to like. Well, look an example more into. could be a UFO could be a tulpa, just from the idea that so many people believe, believe in it. them and subscribe to them that hence they actually exist and people do witness and see them. Could be a conspiracy theory. It's like a psychic projection. Sure. Right. The, the reading, writing puppet. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia, but that's okay because you can learn it all on the new podcast WikiHole from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciency term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders, how the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. If you could create a legend cryptid tulpa either by accident or on purpose, what would it be? Would it be like, (laughs) would it be like the unicorn that only appears in virgins, etc.? You guys got to write We got a fun fan base, by the way. I just, I just cut and pasted. <laughs> so what, I guess, if you could create one. I'm just cu- curious, if a unicorn is in a virgin, does that make them a virgin anymore? <laughs> no, it makes the virgin not a virgin. <laughs> That's what I'm right. saying. Oh, yeah, definitely not. That's like, I don't You're no longer a virgin if you have a unicorn in you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Deep inside. You, you're um, magical. I, I mean... It, uh, that's a. I mean, I, well, I mean, honestly, I'll, the first thing that came to my mind was like a dragon, like Pete's dragon, Pete's dragon. That's a perfect tulpa, yeah. like right. I guess he was invisible to everybody else, but he's real. I'd love to have like a dragon I could fly around on. That would be dope. I would say there's enough strange shit out there, and then researching all these crazy stories, you'll be like, wait, there's that. Like even Michael did a story on a bat squatch, which is just like it sounds, a sasquatch that has wings like a bat, and you're like going, what? How He's big like the, are the wings. The most metal of all cryptos. So big wings. <laughs> he came out of yeah, not yeah. actual bat wings. No, it he had, fly. He kind of had big. Yeah, they were like leathery, furry wings. Leathery that were, tassels. Yeah, fucking he, uh, silver belt. I think the wingspan was like fifteen feet across. Yeah, like Dwight Schrute. Had He's, a yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Denesi. Denisi. I know Mikey and Brycey. Do you guys like those names? Not sure. at all. She thinks you're hot. <laughs> are more into UFOs, cryptozoology, and paranormal paranormal encounters. But what about conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. I've listened to every episode, and it's been mentioned here and there, but never quite dipped into. Have you both ever had an extremely analytical thought where all these theories and stories about encounter sites and experiences with the paranormal could just be smoke and mirrors to mislead curious questioning minds? From, you guys, these run on sentences. Try reading our <laughs> listener files. I'm just going to skip to this. The people like Bob Lazar yep. uh-huh. and that maniacally panicked Caller on Coast to Coast admitting Area 51 truly has alien UFO evidence yep. and knowledge could actually just be a part of the elaborate story to fool us all. Sure. Reminds me of the song lyric by Type O Negative, Trust and You Will Be Trusted, said the liar to the fool. Okay. I guess her question is about conspiracy theories. Sure. Which kind of uh, taps into your tulpa theory. Like if enough people believe it and say it, it becomes a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's also, sometimes that's just called zeitgeist and um, right. rumor, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's funny because actually the, I'm not sure when this airs, but the um, episode that we've just recorded, which should be out by the time people listen to this, uh, we actually do dive into a little bit of conspiracy theory for, I think, one of the first times. And, uh, you know, I think that, sure, all of this is very strange stuff. We don't really know what any of this stuff is at the end of the day. I think one of the, you know, we tend to stay away from conspiracy theories because often at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, they tend to all boil down to something that's pretty dark, usually anti-Semitic, usually (laughs) super right wing. It's so true. Um, You know, and I think it comes from a very xenophobic place of and fear that we have no control over our own lives. And we want someone who is a grand master who has a plan, who's manipulating everything to put order into chaos. Otherwise, it's just humans fucking up their lives, which is what I think it it is. Um, now, definitely, there's been misinformation, disinformation. People do conspire. People you know? do conspire. There are such things as conspiracies, obviously. And I do think that there have been times when there have been, say, secret military bases where the Army or the Air Force or the Navy would rather have someone believe that there are UFOs flying around there than some top secret military aircraft from what they're Which doing. Which comforts me more to know right. that they're doing that. Yeah, they're building the, you know, they're building, they were, they were building the stealth bomber in Area 51. That's that's what was going on for so many yeah, years in the, the 80s. look at the whole Denver airport. You know, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, we brought, we bring thing. up the Denver oh. Airport in, the, in, in this episode that I'm talking about. It's the uh, uh, um, the episode's called the Dulce uh, Alien War um, with Vela Lavelle. Anyway, um, so yeah, sure. I think there's it's there's so much bullshit in all of this, and so you, that's why I tend to in in the stories that I choose. I really try to tend to focus just on the lore and the stories. Themselves. So no more conspiracy theories. Question. Not a lot. You don't want any more. No, no, no. We can take we more. Could- I'm, I mean, because also the, I have definitely spent my life 
enjoying certain conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. My seventh grade civics teacher was really into the JFK assassination Mm. and made us study it for the entire month of November. And I got (laughs) so into it. I was having nightmares that Lee Lee Harvey Oswald's ghost was going to come murder me. Which theory do you subscribe to? Now I'm sort of who knows because there's so many. There's one that recently, um, I don't know how recent, but I heard recently that um, the second shooter was not someone on the grassy knoll. It was actually one of uh, JFK's um, Secret Service men who in the after uh, Oswald shot from the Texas Book Depository and there was panic, his rifle went off and shot the president again, which was basically like the fatal blow, the second, you know. Uh-huh. And because there was all this stuff afterwards that um, I guess LBJ was heard saying in interviews for the next year, he's like, Secret Service, those guys are going to end up killing me. You can't trust them. Secret Service, like he made all these like cryptid comments about the Secret Service being idiots mm-hmm. and maybe killing him. And it would also explain why there was something to cover up if there was something to cover up because mm. it would be r- real, real blow to morale that if the fatal he- you know, bullet wound was was one of the Secret Service men. Now, that's just one of many, many theories. I, Irish I don't mafia. necessarily believe that's it. That's mine. Yeah. I went to the book depository. Uh, I'm from Texas, and I finally went, took a friend coming from another state. I was like, fine, we'll go. I vote Irish Mafia took him out. Yeah. That's, that, to me, seems the most plausible. Those are the ones that get me those high-stakes conspiracy where a lot's on the line, like JFK. Like, I personally don't believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted completely alone and on his own account. And then I also have questions, not to bring it totally crazy, but, you know, 9-11 leaves me with a lot of questions, too. So, you know— Really? I feel like it's pretty buttoned up. No, I, don't, I disagree. <laughs> uh, you know, all I would this have to Bryce's do— This show. He can take that, this one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I Just when you watch that, uh, that World Trade Center Building 7 go down, like in a in a demoed collapse, you're yeah, like that it was wasn't weird. even on fire. You're like that's weird, and then so that starts you the journey down the rabbit hole. Well, if if that could possibly just demo like that without even being hit by a plane or on fire, what the fuck is going on? Or is it just a bunch of really bad architects that are like, look, we have this thing put in place. If one building gets on fire, the whole thing implodes yeah. for the insurance. I don't know. Uh, no, I, it is insane. I we all questions. saw loose change. Um, we all saw it. Question, and by the way, echoing your thing earlier, and what have I always been saying? Everything comes back to anti-Semitism. The whole world. Read a book called Them by John Ronson. It's great, and it totally— it, it was written before 9-11, and it very much sets up the mindset of sort of how we got to where we are today in our politics, mm-hmm. on the, especially on the right wing. Stefan underscore NJ says, oh, my God, what a crossover event. What conspiracy theory was you thinking? I don't believe it, but if it turns out to be true, I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, is I don't understand that. He, what he meant to say was, what conspiracy were you thinking, quote, wow, I don't believe it, but if it turns out to be true, I wouldn't be surprised, end quote. Um, uh, I'd go with the, like, Marilyn Monroe was murdered. Mm, yeah. Oh, for sure. That, that, that makes that's one that I would, that would make sense. Sleeping with the Kennedy boys. Uh, you, know, you know, I think she had, like, a lot of problems, though, so yeah. I wouldn't. For sure. People overdose all the time. I think she was yeah. murdered, though. I agree yeah. with I'd you. I'd go with that one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Carrot, 1682. Where do you draw the line between fact and fiction when it comes to believing in something or not? Do you take a science research approach, i.e. show your work, prove your theory, and have repeated results? Or is it all just fun and hope it's true, finding interesting stories, pondering the what-ifs without fully believing it as fact? I think Michael and I have both had experiences in our life that attest to uh, a stranger aspect of the world. So I think we take it from our own senses and sensibilities that that lead us to believe that there's a— you know, that this is a much stranger world that we're a part of. And then and then from there, it's about, you know, uh, finding these stories that we like to highlight for high strangeness and realizing that there's something here. All these people aren't hallucinating. They're not mm-hmm. liars. They're not hoaxers. You know, it's not mass hallucination. Uh, but where there's smoke, there's often sometimes fire. So, yeah, there's a lot of strange shit. And, and, and people who are closed off who just think, you know, um, the material world is all – like you said, buttoned up. I, I have a problem with that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case you at all. You have a problem with Eliza? You want to take it up right now? <laughs> oh, you're, you're that guy. Yeah. No, uh, Let's I, do she it. said, I, I'm I mean, repeating just repeating what you said. It's just what you said, it, dude. It's just uh, what you said. <laughs> I, I, I always say trust your gut when it comes to this stuff, and which is kind of a weird thing. Sometimes I'll be researching a story and I will just go, mm. This doesn't pass the sniff test. The other thing that you look for in a lot of these stories are 
How many people witnessed the same thing? Yeah. How, yeah. Was there physical evidence? Is there anybody corroborating this story? Corroboration is that huge. That is huge yeah. because if you have two, three, four people witnessing the same thing and having the same memories or on yes. the same night yes. seeing – like there's the Socorro the Saucer. Stuff. The um, this is in 1967. This is the couple. This well, this the was no. This is, no. That's Betty and Barney Hill. That was around the same time. But this was out in Arizona. There was a policeman who Lonnie Zamora. Um, yeah, uh, Lonnie Zamora, who pulled over because he saw. Show your work as you're speaking. Saw, yes. Show the work. <laughs> Otherwise, he saw this egg-shaped craft on the side of the Arizona highway with two little men outside of it. And he at first thought that it was somebody from the Air Force that had, they were broken down or something. So yeah. he pulled over. Broken down? And, well, he didn't know what it was. Sure. You know, he saw this thing and he's like, well, this must be some Army boys or Air Force boys. So he rounds this corner and come, comes around the bend, parks the car, and as he's doing that, he sees these guys slam a hatch on this, craft take off and 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 fly away yeah and he was this really just like regular old police officer dude family man never believed or thought about this stuff and he became a laughing stock after he told this story he ultimately had to retire and from the cops from the force because he was made a laughing stock but pre that same day there was a family of four that were vacationing driving through the desert, and they were getting gas, and they saw what they described as a white sort of egg-shaped craft zoom overhead in the direction where Lonnie Zamora had encountered it. So you get stories like that. Well, not only that, he called in the sheriff's department, and they brought out another officer who who was able to visibly identify the the landing marks and the scorched earth below. So that was physical trace evidence, a triangulation of witness evidence, as well as a pillar of the community, a, a sheriff who's a trained observer saying, this is what I saw. I have nothing to gain. In fact, he had more to lose. And than he did. To sure. Gain. Basically lost That's his job. That's a great question. I was like, what do you have to gain? Yeah. And if the person has more to lose, listen to them more. It's not like he was running for That's right. reality That's, TV king. That's why a lot of these encounters and these things go unreported often because people Shame. are scared of the stigma that comes with talking about it. And I think part of the fun that we have is we like to make fun of ourselves for being super into this stuff. But it, it is one of those things where we're like, also don't feel ashamed or weirded out if you've had a strange experience. Not at all. Because everybody's had them. No matter how sexual it was. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, <laughs> that's very That's right. okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, m- completely made up things, and I love it when I can tie questions together. I feel really professional. Meredith Fuquion, have you ever been told a paranormal story slash experience that you definitely think was completely made up? Living in Maine or Stephen King's actual fortress, I hear a ton of stories claiming crazy things. Also, I was excited Eliza was coming to Portland. I went last weekend. It was excellent. Anyway, ever heard anything where you're like, no. And maybe it's something that, like, other people are like, this is for sure true. And you're like, I just can't um, do it. I've definitely read stories for the podcast where I'm like, ah, I think this is bullshit. Um, yeah, if you can catch one person in, in one lie, then you can say, oh, okay, well, if he got caught lying on this, there's a good chance that the rest of this stuff he's peddling is probably bullshit as well. Sure. It's a good law. But I don't know yeah. if anyone's told me a story personally that I've gone, I don't believe you. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to, this is a controversial one on our show, the, the Bob, you know, uh, another person brought up Bob Lazar. I don't believe that story. Who is that person for everyone listening? So Bob Lazar was a guy who claims to have worked at Area 51 on secret top secret spacecraft. And his story is a bit compelling because he w- he came out in the late 80s as a um, – you know, one of those like shadowy people in a local news interview saying the government's doing this and I've worked on these craft and they're shadowy hiding people, it. Shadowy people, different like, from shadow people. Different right. from shadow people, <laughs> yes. but you know, you know, basically like had his face covered. Yes. And then um, didn't use his real name and then quickly did come public with it. Um, now, he did have some knowledge of Area 51 and its location before it was made public. Will you explain Area 51? Okay, Just because sure. some listeners don't know. Yes. Uh, Bryce, why don't you take Area yeah, 51? Yeah, it was a secretive base that it's been around for almost uh, close to 100 years, and it was only uh, it was only actually um, 
discovered isn't the word, but the CIA disclosed. released it. Disclosed. Thank you. C- the CIA released that it. it was an actual base in the late 80s, I believe. So for a long time, people And still were, is in the Nevada desert. Yeah, it's still they an operational base. build, I think, the stealth bomber there. But for so long, they did. But for so long, people were just hinting at, there must be a base out there. We think there's a base out there. And they denied, denied, denied until... Sky Watchers at night would see strange lights out over that area of the desert. This is like 60 miles, 100-something yeah. miles north of Las Vegas. But the Cliff's Notes of Bob Lazar's story is that he back-engineered up to nine flying saucers that were there at an area called S-4, uh, just located outside of Area 51. Now, the most compelling piece of evidence is that he and his friends, they would go out on Wednesday night when they would test fly these UFOs, and his friends actually both witnessed these test flights of these UFOs, managed to take video recordings of it. So and that's just one piece of his story that's compelling to like, yeah, the pro- there's probably something to this guy's story because how would he know the schedule of these test flights, and not only that, he got in a lot of shit for bringing his friends out there, but but that's just one of the more compelling pieces that this guy might but have some validity to what he's He's also saying. one of these guys who says he went to MIT, he went to Caltech, there's no records Boy. of that. Yeah, he this can't is the find, problem. And there are no people in his life. boyfriend like no, that. Yeah, no <laughs> people that can come out, he's had no people come out say, yeah, I took classes with him at MIT, yes, I went to Caltech. Supporters of his story say, well, the government erased, erased him from— him. But, but someone but would even, have remembered him. But someone still would have remembered him. There's one guy who says, I took him to Caltech one day. And it's like, yeah, but I can be a pathological liar and say, I need to go— Hey, Bryce, I'm shooting a movie at Paramount. I need a ride. You can— Drop me off at Paramount, and I can mm-hmm. walk up to the gate and wait for you and hide or in the bushes until you drive away. I could pay anyone a hundred dollars to say that they took me to Caltech <laughs> sure, sure. one day. Exactly. So there's just mm-hmm. also he was he has a bit of a criminal record. Who does? So there's just stuff where it's <laughs> like, all right, but if I want your credibility, and you're the only person who's telling this story, and there are no witnesses who can corroborate your story, I think you sound more like a guy who wished he was more important than he actually was in his own life. This is definitely one of those cases where Michael and I are a little bit split. I believe there's no. much more to the story of Bob Lazar than just being a sociopathic I'm, liar. Well, I think he's, he has all the trappings of a sociopath, yeah. or he's a truth teller, and we're the society right. that's yeah. like stay we're in your the lane. crazy. It's ones. like these mysteries we'll never know, and it's just that's the bottom line. Just like the JFK thing, just like the uh, the nine eleven thing, just like this thing, we'll we'll never know. Well, we just we can only uh, extrapolate and take guesses at it at our at our best. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. While well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Speaking of never knowing, 
Magdala 21, hi Eliza and guests. As someone who hails from the land of Bigfoot, or Sasquatch as we like to call him in the Pacific Northwest, I love a good Bigfoot theory. What are your thoughts on the theory proposed by some ancient alien theorists and UFOlogists that UFOlogists that Bigfoot is some kind of alien experiment or possibly an interdimensional extraterrestrial himself? As there seems to be some <laughs> correlation between Bigfoot sightings and the UFO activity, please discuss and fill my heart with nerdy conspiracy theories. Eliza, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, right. awesome. Yeah, listen, there's a lot of stories where eyewitnesses will uh, will see these large bipedal hairy creatures bipedal. followed by or, uh, uh, you know, post uh, a strange light in the sky. So there's there's a handful of good cases. Is that a thing? I've never heard that. It yeah, is a thing. There is okay. a Native American myth, too. I can't remember which tribe it was where they talked about the moon coming down from the sky. Yeah, dropping off, too. They would see mm. a, sm- a moon come down and then Sasquatch walk out of the moon um but bryce you're you're you have been at times in our podcast yeah. like a big proponent of the interdimensional theory sure um expound well, yeah. yeah because you have these witnesses that actually claim with their with their visible eyes that they saw the creature dematerialize and it's not just one account there's there's multiple accounts where people say that um not only that you know you find these trackways that sort of just uh they go on for like a couple of miles and then they'll just end in the middle of nowhere um which either leaves you with like this creature is either backpedaling through his tracks or it's almost as if like a helicopter came and just picked him up and took him out of nowhere so it's a strange thing. Um, what if he jumped into a tree? He, he Very possible, but uh, you know, the, the, the type of cases I'm talking about, there's like really nothing around. They're like open fields. There's a story like in one of Linda S. Godfrey's Ooh. books. Linda S. Godfrey's a uh, cryptozoologist and investigative, uh, paranormal investigator. She's really like super down to earth, was mid- Midwestern woman, and she has this great story about a rancher who called her out because he had had some weird activity on his ranch. I think some animal mutilations and mm. some stuff. And he found uh, these tracks that started – there had been snowfall, and that morning had found tracks that began these giant, almost like Mm. wolf-like, but it was was on two feet, tracks that started in the middle of the field and then went out into – ran off into the forest line. And it was like almost as if a portal had opened, dropped this thing into our – dimension and then it ran off into the woods yeah. well I'll do you one even better there's a picture there's a place in, and they uh, had that you know linda came out she looked at all of that she wrote about it she interviewed this guy's like salt of the earth rancher his name's linda his no her <laughs> yeah they're all named That's linda like, i'm like hold up linda, no her name's her Got name it. is linda there's a place in eastern utah called the skinwalker ranch and it was owned by a privateer space guy called robert bigelow he made his billions off uh uh, budget suites in Las Vegas. Anyway, he's like one of the private space gateers like uh, Elon Musk mm-hmm. and, and Jeff Bezos. But anyway, so he bought this ranch because he's very interested in the paranormal. He had a UFO experience when he was younger. Um, so he set up a team of scientists uh, that he put together, almost like a, an A team of scientists who were going to like study this ranch. And one night, two of the scientists were- It was involved. like literally something out of a James Cameron movie where these people bought totally. a ranch that had <clears throat> haunted a family. Yeah. It was already called Skinwalker? It was called, it was Skinwalker, called Skinwalker Ranch. ranch Skinwalker is uh, is the name of like a, a bad medicine man of the Native American tribes, like Oof. using bad magic, and he's able to shape shift into different animals. And there's and this, and the ranch falls into a stretch of land where the um, indigenous people would say was the pathway of the skinwalker. Right. So it was already Whoa. considered cursed and haunted land. This family bought the ranch. They were there. They experienced some crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy. Giant wolves. They call it the paranormal the Disneyland. It has everything. So, it has, you know, UFOs, orbs, uh, m- malicious orbs, too, that, uh, that kill things. And then, you know, portals opening up in the sky, creatures. Anyway, to get back to the story, these two scientists were in a blind at night. They saw out on the path about 150 yards away this sort of white ball of light sort of opening up. In that, and they were they have this all on video, and uh, they saw this creature well, sort of grab the edges. They say they have it all on video. No, there's but a we picture of it. Seen I've it. showed you the picture. He's setting up a story. I'm getting lost in his eyes. Yeah, there's uh, so this creature grabs the edges of this portal, opens it up, and literally steps out of the thing, and then walks into the woods. They described it as a, like a large type creature uh, walking on two legs. And there's a picture. Looks of a lot it. like a bigfoot. There is a picture. Was the portal about that. theory already around before that story? 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been proposed, okay. yeah. So, I rest my case. Yeah, absolutely. So you really have case. two camps. You have the flesh and blood camp that this is a creature that science just has yet to undiscover mm-hmm. uh, because of its senses. And its its main objective is to stay away from human civilization, uh, to keep on the low. And then you have this other camp that's like, you know, there's a lot more stranger aspects to this Bigfootery that could be explained. Bigfootery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my question about the portal walking you know, it could be a wormhole, mm-hmm. right? That sounds what, like mm-hmm. what that sure. is. Sure, why not? Uh, I don't see it applied. I mean, I guess if you put it under the context of wormhole, then it's you hear about it a lot more. Yep. But the portal jumping, you don't hear about that as applied to other theories and other things, and I just think it's odd. I think it would be the same thing, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, probably quantum science would tell us that a wormhole is, in a sense, basically a, a portal, right? It's really just the same thing. A Some fold- sort of interdimensional gateway. That's right. I mean, I don't have any experience with any of this, but one time I was driving down Doheny, and I was listening to Mariah Carey's song, wait, this is so serious, this was like years ago when I had a day job, and I kind of like zoned out for a second, and although I was still on Doheny, the song was right, I swear to God, it was right where it had started when I had zoned out in the first place. <laughs> so it's like I wormholed, somewhere came you back. You had a time loop. Yeah. I did. But I, and yet my commute to work remained the same. I used, I used to listen to <laughs> <Yeah>. Howard, <laughs> I used to listen to Howard Stern a lot and I would, and I would get in my car and then I'd have to like, I would, you know, get out right at this stopping You'd point. You'd have to pull over because you're laughing so hard. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would get out and so it'd be at a stopping point. And then later that day or something, I'd get back in and it would pick up almost as exactly like right on that stopping point. I don't know if that's just coincidence. Were you or listening was... to a Howard Stern CD? No, no, okay, it was okay, on okay. serious, but whatever. Well... Elise C., shifting over away from Bigfoot to ghostlier things, which I enjoy. I have a question about what to do. It's it's also an advice show. I I, I know. I was hoping we were going to get some relationship questions. Oh, would you like that? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Oh, okay. I mean, we can do both. Emily, can you cook one up? She's like, okay. I want some. crush on two men in a booth. God, I'm always dying to give people my opinions. Emily, can you grab me one of the anonymous ones? Okay, can we do this one for the This will be a great segue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This advice. This is also awesome, by the way. We're going to get to what you came for, which is love advice. Yes. Just so you know, it's a lot of women writing in about having full college educations and not sure what to do with loser boyfriends. I have. Have strong strong takes. opinions. Elise, I have a question about what to do with a possibly haunted mirror. Last year, my mom bought a mirror from Goodwill. She wanted to hang it up in her bedroom and started having nightmares when she moved it in there. She moved it into the hallway closer to my room, and I started having nightmares. I moved it into the entryway close to the living room where our dog sleeps. That night, she began howling, and she never howls at night. Get rid of get that it out. Fucking get it out of the house. Barks sporadically, but that's it. It's now in the garage facing a wall, which is no, fine for now. Get, get it out. Gone. Get get it out. Burn that fucking thing. Yeah, mirrors are, mirrors just like we talked about are, are uh, particular gateways and entry points for for otherworldly creatures and or entities. There was a guy named John D. He was a Queen Elizabeth's astrologer, mathematician, cartographer, and uh, he would do something called scrying, which is being able to to look into these sort of spirit worlds and using a mirror, a black obsidian mirror. But yeah, no mirrors are definitely gateways. You could, uh, while why. it's still in the garage, uh, make sure that it's covered. So get a blanket or something to cover it. Yeah. But our advice is get it the fuck out of your house. You know house. what you can do? There's this mm. team called the uh, the Paramuseum run by uh, mm-hmm. Greg and Dana Newkirk, and they actually collect and curate haunted uh, items. There you go. They have, Donate it to the Paramuseum. Yeah, That's they a have a idea. whole museum Just get full rid of, of these haunted items. You don't want it in your house. No, get, 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 rid get rid of, of it. it. Get rid of it. I wonder why the mirror. I wonder if it's something bad because it's always like the Bloody Mary thing. If you look in the mirror, yeah. it's always the mirror. Is that because it's a uh, like some sort of thing about like our own reflection is yeah. the most horrifying thing? <laughs> holding up so. a mirror to society. I mean, for someone who has slight body dysmorphia, I can relate to this. <laughs> All of us. I I think though. I think that it is. It, it, they, there is something about it that energy wise, it's like a window. It's like it's it, glass. Glass itself is something that is easier for the spirit realm, they say, to move through. Interesting. Um, Like, moving through a wall is harder than moving through glass. Maybe because glass is made of sand. Right, 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 right. And so I think that it's not so much about the reflection as it is about the material and the surface. Yeah. Hmm. I also do think that there is just sort of the property of a mirror creates 
in an essence, a second dimension itself, Absolutely. where it's a reflection. A reverse dimension. Have you, don't you, haven't you ever met, yeah, remember? A reverse dimension. I remember like those, um, you don't see them as much anymore, but like when I was growing up, I'd go over to friends' houses that had like the Jack and Jill bathrooms that had mirrors on both sides. Oh, yeah. And you would stare, stare and into see the an infinite. There's something oh, yeah. so creepy yeah. about that. And I know it's just an optical illusion, but there's some kind of energy happening there. Or being well, it never trapped ends. in a mirror. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing. That's another crazy. dimension. Yeah. And, you know, and also, uh, in horror movies, uh, a common device used is you always see the bad guy, but it's in the mirror. And then right, you turn around and right, it's gone. Totally. There's a mirror at the Roosevelt Hotel here in Hollywood uh, that is the Marilyn Monroe mirror. And people have seen her reflection appear in the mirror over their so shoulder. I know, not bad at all. But <laughs> they had it in storage for a long time, and now it's back uh, hanging up. It's near the the spare room, I believe. Yeah. Uh, also, in, al- in alien abduction cases, a lot of the uh, the witnesses will explain that they were lifted out of their bed and taken through a window. And if there isn't a window in the bedroom, they'll actually be walked out to another room where there is a window, and through that beam of light, taken out through that window. So not only do you see it in mirrors and stuff like that, but yeah. in the alien abduction it's phenomena as well. Yeah, it's well. never like through a wall like <laughs> the Kool-Aid right. guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right. You guys want the, the real questions. Speaking of mispronounced words, uh, looping it back to the median versus medium, my fiance is constantly mispronouncing or misusing very common words. I correct him, prefacing the correction with, I don't care that you say this, but I don't want you to say it in front of someone else. <laughs> but every time he gets offended because he thinks it, he feels like I'm trying to make him feel lesser. Mm-hmm. He always uses good and well improperly almost every time. I honestly don't care if he does it with me. I'm worried he'll do it in a professional setting. Um, how do I make him speak in a more professional manner without scarring his ego, or should I let his vernacular be his own demise? For example, he said the dinner I cooked a couple nights ago tasted very well. Mm. <laughs> I just imagined her, like, her job, like, really worrying about her husband's uh, linguistics all day. Like, God, I hope he doesn't use the wrong well or good today. Yeah. Not today of all days. <laughs> Not today at the big meeting. Uh, get over it. Yeah. I mean... Think so? Yeah, I Oof. do. I do. Look, look. I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. Either you got to decide whether this is a deal breaker for you or not because he's not going to change. Mm. You can, uh, and and he's not going to enjoy you nagging him to fix it all the time. So I think it's one of those things where this is one of those, like, you got to live with it or you got to bounce. You know what I mean? I think it also depends on the type of relationship. Like, I... If my husband ever corrects me, like, well, it doesn't feel great to get things wrong. I'm like, okay, good. I don't want to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. I've definitely known people who'd say things like, oh, I would have ate earlier. And I'm like— Decrapitated, maybe? (laughs) But it depends on the—if it's the kind of person, if he's not cool with it and it's hurting his ego that much, that's uh, indicative of other things that are going to be worse. Yeah. So I don't think it's about getting over it as much as he doesn't seem like he's able to handle you telling him he sounds like a moron. I mean, sometimes it's just about where you grew up and and how you were raised. Good luck. You know what I mean? Good luck. But um, if this is also the biggest problem in your relationship, then you're doing okay. So I would say just relax. You're here. Do you want to answer another fragile ego question or would you like to answer a loved one? I'll take both. By the way, I fact-checked the uh, pterodactyls over Arizona thing from earlier. Mm-hmm. True. True yeah, thing. True yeah. story. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Anon- what? No, oh, it's my foot. Anonymous. <laughs> it's a ghost. Oh, it's a ghost. <laughs> Don't look at my foot mirror. <laughs> Anonymous. I asked this whole floor is a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a platonic male friend of mine why he thought I've been single for so long. Should have said I'd, oh. but I've... Um, hey, she might be able to get with that husband who's about to oh, leave yeah, his wife. Love for the Graham or Graham. <laughs> he told me this. Guys our age don't want to date girls like you right now. They want the slutty girls that will just sleep with them and only be a little crazy. Guys wow. will come for you once they've decided. Will come for you <laughs> in your sleep. I'm coming for you. Once one they- more. One night she just looks out her window. There's just like a, there's a crowd of just men of all ages just stand like forty year old men. Forty year old men just standing in the shadows we are outside the on her lawn. Well, they'll come for you once they've decided they don't want to live that frat guy lifestyle anymore and are thinking about settling down. So. Give it like five more years. Yeah, babe. I honestly don't know if I should be complimented or insulted by that. I've reached a point where I'm genuinely happy with who I am, and I don't want to change it, but the idea of not being found attractive till I'm almost 30 is such a bummer. Do you think that's how guys actually think, or is it just some bullshit propagated by my generation's obsession with social media? Wow, weird. I don't Fred know. sucks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that dude sucks. You got you to gotta hang out with better guys. Yeah. The, the, the issue. 
Uh, you're doing great. You be yourself and stop, you know, trying to hook up with these frat boys. Why don't you go someplace where there are dudes? Well, sure, but dudes. I mean, what are I would say to this this nice lady to look at her interests and her pastimes and maybe go outside of the bar and party zone to maybe meet some people who are like minded, some guys who kind of like do some, you know, you know, like if you like hiking or if you like. Yeah, I don't know. Reading books. If you like, go, go to the library. I don't know. Look, look outside your general social circle and see if you can find somebody to date there. Because um, these guys all sound like they're far more interested in just like pussy. Right? Well, fuck it. Just play a numbers game. Uh, sleep as many frat dudes as you can, and maybe yeah. one out of twenty will be cool. Yeah, women love doing that. <laughs> racking up those dicks. I also think you know, in your twenties, like. We girls are more mature than boys, uh-huh. so you want a boyfriend. She wants she wants a boyfriend, and boys are less mature. And so there are so many good guys that want a girlfriend. You're just like you said. You're looking at the wrong guys. You're asking the wrong. You probably have like a little bit of crush on the friend you asked. Mm, and probably that's that's also like the only time I've ever been asked that question from a friend is a friend who had a, a little bit of a crush on me. Yeah, she's asking you. You know and. I've definitely been friends with the frat guys who, like, if I wanted to sleep with them, that would have been horrible for me because it would have been like, okay, later. That's <laughs> yeah. not who you want. That's not who Also, you there's are. another way to look at this. If he's saying older guys are are the ones, you know, go <gasps> yes. go go date an older guy. Go, go find a guy in his dudes. 30s. Yeah. Find for someone real. who has their shit together. Because you know who wants to date a hot 20-something? Oh, absolutely. Any dude like in their 30s. Any yeah, dude sure. in their 30s. Or... Like, have your pick of anyone in their 40s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, like, Reign Supreme we get, in the we 50s. All, I'm now 40, and I've I've thought I was going to become, like, more mature. I'm only more depraved. <laughs> <laughs> I, there used to be a time where, like, I can't date a 21-year-old. And now I'm like, hey, you know, if hey. I meet a nice 21-year-old. There's also nothing better than seeing, like, an old, older dude with a, like, like maybe, not old, old, but, like, a 50-year-old good-looking guy with, like, a 20-something and just trying to keep up. Yeah. He's like, let's go dancing. He's like, I gotta take my calcium <laughs> shoes. I have hemorrhoids. Be that. Uh, I have hemorrhoids. Yeah, go fuck an older guy. Have fun. And, by the way, that friend sucks, and you know what's gonna happen to that friend of yours? He's gonna get some girl pregnant, and they're yeah. gonna move to, like, Marina Del Rey and act like they were always happy, yeah, and, the, like, his I, life is fucked. The mm-hmm. ironic part is he's actually gonna marry earlier than he wants to be miserable for the rest his, of his life. Because her parents are gonna pressure him, because she's a nice girl. Amanda underscore Razavalgi. I'm 28... 28- <laughs> Razavalgi. It sounds like I'm speaking in time. I have to... I feel like we've had, like... Weirder last names than I've heard in a long time. We're all dead. All six, six, six. I'm 28 and I have a huge crush on my kickboxing instructor to the point that I feel like I dismiss every other guy because I feel like I clearly know who I really want. He said some things to me that have made me believe he might be into me too, but I'm terrified that if I shoot my shot, I have totally misread things and I'll no longer be comfortable going to the gym and kicking oh, at him. It's worth it. This is my first gym and first physical activity that has held my interest long enough to actually see results. I truly love it there. Do I ask him out? If Absolutely. so, how? There are other kickboxing gyms yeah. in your yeah, town. Right? Yeah, You're but fine. there's only one him, you, you know? know? I tell my son, face your fear and your fear will disappear. So it, you got to do it. Otherwise, you'll regret not face asking Face that dude him. and he'll disappear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He literally vanished. He just disappeared through a portal. He's like, I'm out of this. I'm gone. Either this guy's meant to be with you and he'll be like, great, let's run away together. Yeah. Or you're like, okay, can I keep paying to kick at you? He'll be like, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, totally the good cool. news is if he rejects you, you can kick him in the face. Yeah. There you go. And that's what we all want. M. Falk. I'm the type of person. <laughs> Are these all Star Trek characters? It's M. F. Hawk. M. Falk. I'm the kind of person who's always going a million miles an hour and has a packed schedule. This past month, however, I've had the rare occurrence of having free time, and I've realized that I'm awful at relaxing and just being by myself. I even fell into some pretty dark moments of thinking no one wanted to hang out with me, and I was useless. A lot of my friends have normal day jobs, so they're only free to hang out after work, but I'm tired of always being the one to reach out to them to hang out. Going back to school in two weeks, so I know it's only temporary, but it's something that I'm worried will come up again. Any advice on how to relax and be myself myself without being lonely? I completely relate to this. To a degree, that I'm not a loser. No, just kidding. Um, That... um, (laughs) Uh, I've had to learn, I live alone, and as an adult, I've had to learn, like, uh, f- figure out a way to, like, kill time when I'm by myself. And I, I'm somebody who is anxious and has a hard time relaxing. So you just got to, you've got to, like, 
take that time, and like you said, it's not that much, but this is going to be something that follows you your whole life. Haunts you. You got to learn how to self-soothe and do a little self-care and a little Mm self-indulgence. So you got to find something you really love to do, something that makes you feel super relaxed. Maybe it's playing video games. Maybe it's taking a hot bath. Maybe it's like smoking a bowl and watching some old Tarantino movies. Whatever it is. Super relaxing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, for me, but like something that... Just indulge yourself, like, in, and take the time. The two weeks, I'm sure, are already up, but take that time to be like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to be by myself. Let's see how this goes. Like, get to know your body. Fuck, I love alone time. I can't get enough of it. Are you married? I'm married. I've That's been married why. for almost 20 years, yeah. So and you have two kids. Two kids, yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. I was I I I feel a little out of left field with all this stuff because I, I I was dating my wife before there were smartphones and and all that shit so, so out of the game. So what's your answer for your alone time? Uh, for the alone time, what do I do? Or like for that five minutes in the morning when oh, yeah. no one's oh awake? Oh my god, I like to just take myself to a, a bookstore, or something, get a coffee, just chill. But yeah, I think Mike is exactly right. Just find something you love to do and and do more of it. Also, speaking as a single man uh, who's probably going to be alone for the rest of his life, try just <laughs> going out by yourself. I do it all the time. Find a bar. If, you're, if you drink and you're cool with that, find a bar where you know – become a regular someplace. Become friends with the bartender. Yeah. That way you're, like, meeting up and it's not – you're not a creep. You don't have to talk to the girls. Like, totally. there's a you, yeah. you cannot – you don't have to be creepy and find, just post up. Exactly. That's your bar. Find a spot to post up. Become a regular someplace. It's more for men to do it than women. Yes. Mm, and yeah. you will meet people there that live in your neighborhood. Yes. You'll get to know your neighbors better. You'll know a bartender. And also you'll probably start getting some free drinks thrown in every now and then. Yeah. Do that. And you'll be that. become an alcoholic. You become an alcoholic. You'll lose everything. <laughs> you have to you sell know, your hair. It's working for me right now. <laughs> I also, I like the bar thing. I like your coffee thing. When I'm traveling to other cities, I just, I don't go to a bookstore, but I'll go to a coffee shop. Yep. Uh, you could always, I know men are really anti this, but like a spa day. I know that sounds oh, really. Oh, I love a spa day. Or getting like a pedicure because when yeah. you finally land a chick, I'm assuming you're a man. I don't know why the way you wrote that makes you feel like you're a dude. Girls don't want your like alligator feet. So right. get, the, get a petty and get a massage. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Really good. I also have three words for you. 4chan deep dive, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to Like I have very few moments alone, but then because you also mentioned you don't like reaching out to your friends, you know, and that's a tough thing. And I've said this on the podcast before. When you stop reaching out, you will see people will start yeah. to reach out if they actually like you. For sure. you got to give people a chance to invite you to things. I bet he's in his 20s. He or she's in their 20s because that's when people start to like get drift weird. for a bit, get weird. And then you'll, you'll, it'll, you'll, this is a period in your life. You'll move. Past. The best thing is to take up a hobby that no one knows you're doing. And then like you just emerge jacked one day. Yeah. You you're just like, doing <laughs> come out right. with your uh, crossbow. <laughs> crossbow. I think crossbow. One more real life question and then we're going to get to top of the cob. Okay. Okay. Here it goes. Anonymous, I met this guy while on an internship in San Francisco, and we've been officially boyfriend and girlfriend for about one month and a half, but we've seen each other Dad. for what? Okay, go on. Sorry. You're answering <laughs> no. my question. Sorry. 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 <laughs> but have seen each other for about two and a half months, but have seen each other. I think she says, but haven't seen each other. I, I know. Think I, think, what that means. I think they've been seeing each other for two and a half months, but have been officially a couple oh, okay. for a month and there a half. There you go. The problem is I'm leaving for my internship and heading off to Italy for a study abroad and might not be able to return to SF until I finish my degree. May 2021. Note, I go to school in Ohio and this is my first relationship. I'm, I'm not even going to finish this. Goodbye. <laughs> My boyfriend isn't sure if he wants to do long distance as he's done it with a previous girlfriend and he wants to fuck. Yeah. Especially with the gap in long distance. Uh, blah, blah, blah. How should I go about discussing of wanting to try long fuck distance? Fuck as much as possible before yes. you leave town. Yes. And then leave town. Leave and town. go find a hot Italian dude. Yeah, but don't and touch then, his penis. And then when he comes, when <laughs> you're back in town and you got, like, leave it open to be like, hey, no pressure. Let's talk while I'm gone. Whatever. Got and if you're, if you're back in town... Like over holiday breaks, hook up with the guy if you're both still single. Sure. Also, I think girls forget he obviously doesn't want to do a long distance because he wants to sleep with other yeah. girls. And this is totally normal, especially at that age. Yeah. You're discounting your own libido. Yeah. You're going to get to Italy and like dudes are just going to be hot with like yeah. okay teeth, like Ciao. left and right. And like it's time, it's go time. Yeah. yeah don't totally. forget. You're going to be, you're going to, and you don't want to be the girl that makes them, you stay together. And then you're like, but I met Ronaldo. And then you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. So. Just cut your losses. Yeah, it sucks to hear. Have fun, you know, and see, you know, just spend the, as much time as you can with each other before you go to Italy, and who knows what happens, you so know? So you from America, Keep it, huh? keep it a little loose. Oh, my God. 
USA Nino? You're so nice. Come back with <laughs> Actually, me. Actually, it's all going to be like, hey, baby, hey, come here. <laughs> oh, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not even kidding. If you're a single girl, it doesn't even matter what you look like going to Italy. If you don't want to be verbally harassed, yeah. like, out of your clothes, walk with a man down the street. When I went with my husband for a honeymoon, I, like, had a low self-esteem crash. I was like, no one's even looking at me. But the second he was gone, this goes back police officers like, Yeah, so don't worry. Weird European sirens just, like, following you. Interpol. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Top of the Cob. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite, top of the cob. Welcome to our world, gentlemen. Wow, <laughs> awesome. Have you prepared your tops and bottoms of the Yeah, cobs? this is stressful. Yeah. It is, it is stressful. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, do you want me to kick it off? Or would you Let's like kick it off. off. You kick it off. Well, I wanted to do one that was thematic to having you here. Little did I know oh, you wanted cool. to answer relationship advice. I feel so bad now. We'll have to have you no, back. Both. No, both. That was both fun. Were great. Both are great. So we have more questions. So both we'll do it great. another time. Uh, my top of the cob is a good... Scary movie where the antagonist is not um, a murderer with like an axe. I love a ghost antagonist. Mm. Uh, sorry, protagonist. I'm sorry, antagonist. So I love like Annabelle and the Insidious movies. Yeah. Anything with a nun or or stigmata. La Llorona. Didn't see La Llorona. Somebody did ask if you b- believe that. Um, they, boy, I was just researching a story where somebody saw them. Uh, saw her in New Mexico. Uh, you know, it's always around a body of water because that's part of her mythology. Sure. I mean, I definitely, the woman in white ghost is a recurring thing. Um, so yes. Sharp objects. It was a woman in white. Oh, Mm -hmm. sharper image. But I, but I, (laughs) but yeah, I, I definitely believe there's something to that, uh, legend for sure. That's the, uh, the ghost of the woman who. Some stories she murdered her own kids, and now she's or, crying and looking like Mama. For, lost Mama, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Nell, but with La Llorona. Yeah, yeah. So I love a good ghost scare. Hereditary loved it until the end, where I was like, "What the fuck was that, dude?" So we can talk yeah. about Hereditary. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, the Tony Collette kill scene up there with Exorcist, in my opinion. Totally, right. that was awesome. So that's my top of the cob, uh, dedicated to you, oh, gentlemen. Did you have oh. one specifically that you watched this week? Oh, like Midsummer or something? Midsummer no, I didn't know. So yeah. Did you have? Oh, I love that. No, I did see that with my just niece. Just in general. I've made every man I've ever dated, my husband included, take me to see a scary movie so I can just scream. Oh, that's great. great. And they're so bored. And I'm like, I'm so turned on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, it's great. Uh, my top of the cob would be uh, that um, two of my friends who met through me are getting married at the end of the month. And I'm officiating the wedding. So I've been uh, reading their stories of how they met to that they haven't read, but that I've been reading them. Oh. And I'm editing it together to put as part of their love story in the ceremony. And it's just real nice right now to have a uh, like something that I'm working on that's like not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about the business. And it's just completely affirming. I like that. And it's really, really nice. I like that. That's nice. Nice. Uh, my top of the cob since it's summertime is getting shaved ice with the kitties. We love it. It's it's hot. It's beautiful. And they got all those lovely flavors. <laughs> we have not stopped talking about shaved it ice. Is, I'm addicted for, now. For like it's three days. <laughs> when he said getting shaved, I was like, where's this oh. going? <laughs> Where, where's the shaved ice that you're getting? Shout out to Brian Shaved Ice and Boba on Ventura Boulevard. That place is fantastic. Uh, what flavor do you go with? I go with, uh, well, I have to stop doing pineapple because my daughter said it tasted like piss. But I do uh, I do cherry, uh, peach. I, I have questions for your daughter. <laughs> I do too. How much piss yeah. is yeah. she drinking? Too yeah. much. Cherry, and peach, okay. Cherry, peach, and then uh, what's the other one? Don't uh, say bubble gum. No, I don't. Ugh. No, it's not bubble gum. Um, Oh, I forget. Who cares? I used to eat bubblegum ice cream. <laughs> Who cares? What are we talking about I used here? to eat that bubblegum ice cream <clears throat> as a kid, that. and I would swallow those. Emily likes it. Oh, yeah? Garbo. It was Garbo like, machine. It was like eating ice cream cone. It was like eating an ice cream cone with teeth in it. It was so Yeah, that's not good. You know what? I'm going to change my bottom of the cob. Oh, wow. <laughs> because now that you said it, my bottom of the cob, yeah. as much as everyone knows, I love Sour Patch Kids, SPK. Uh, the back of the, like, utility size, like, gigantic Econo bag of Sour Patch Kids has a recipe for Sour Patch Kids cookies. Oh. Fruit that. doesn't belong in a cookie. No. Chocolate only. No. Chocolate only. Those juju cookies, they <laughs> piss me off. No yeah. gelatin in my fucking cookie. I'm with you on that, 100. So that's, you know what? That's my bottom of the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Candy in the cookies. Fruity candy in a cookie. I like, yep. uh, I like an M&M in a, in a cookie. That's chocolate. That's different. 
Um, yeah, I guess so. I like sprinkles on a cookie. Mm-hmm. This, we're getting off topic. Okay. What's your bottom of the cookie? <laughs> Mine's now way too dark if we're talking about cookies. <laughs> no, no. Uh, here, um, sometimes I, uh, last night I had a dream that I was dead. Okay, now now we're dark. Go on. Uh, <laughs> Bryce, you go first. Yeah, right. So I, my bottom of the cob is like closed-minded people to the mysterious world. Like I was trying to talk to this guy about a Bigfoot sighting and and people trying to do what's called getting a uh, a vocalization using a call blast. So a call blast is when you like send out a, a, a proposed sound of a Bigfoot in the hopes that something calls back. And I was like... And I was telling him about this really interesting case where something called back, and he was immediately like, oh, you mean like an elk? And I was like, no, 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 it wasn't uh, any animal. Oh, you mean like Bob? Bob's doing it out there. And I'm like, you're an asshole. I love that this is your your arch nemesis. Yeah, but the skeptic, the the person who is totally closed-minded to to these things. I don't Uh, like it. Mine's Mm -hmm. sort of in line with yours. The dismissive skeptic. Dismissive skeptic, yeah. Mm. That's no good. I, um, I'll tell you something. This happened to me on the way over here uh, today. I am really tired of people who don't use their signal when they are turning use your turn or changing signal. lanes. <laughs> I don't know when the people stopped thinking that that no longer pertained to you, but yep. we don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yep. yep. So yep. use yep. your signals. It's yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, drives me crazy. And it's one of those things where it's hard to prove the person didn't when you smash into them because you rear into them. It's like, but officer, yeah. you're an, an animal. Uh, that is awful, but, you know, that's such as such as living in I society. feel like people have gotten, they've become like way worse drivers and way more arrogant drivers since Trump's been in office. Mm. I honestly think that people have just been like, fuck it, I can do whatever I want now. I think there's just, we've reached a critical mass of humans in Los Angeles yeah. and... And that's it. people are just getting worse, and there's more people, therefore more bad drivers to cancel out all the good drivers like me. Feel a little overcrowded. It's a little overcrowded. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just walking here on Sunset, you're on Sunset, and I was gonna, I was gonna, I was thinking about my bottom of the cob, and like within five minutes, I was like, douchey people. <laughs> I was like, but wait, no. Whole city. That old standard. <laughs> and then you go to like a normal city, or travel to like Michigan or something, and people are like, hi, they make eye contact. Right, yeah. totally. Everything's, everyone's using plastic straws, but that's beside the point. Right. So, you know, take the go with the bad. Uh, I'm going to do your shout outs because I think it's tacky when hosts are like, tell people about yourself because that makes me feel like the host didn't know who they just had. Michael McMillan is at MC Mills, M-I-L-Z-Z. On Instagram? Yeah, McMills. McMills. Bryce Johnson is Mr. Bryce Johnson on Instagram. Bryce O. Johnson on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And their podcast is at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram. Bigfoot underscore C Club. (laughs) Bryce. No, no, no. On Twitter. (laughs) I brought you a sticker. Oh, that's nice. We we hate hate our Twitter Is he going through a portal? He is. He's going through a portal. It's a sloth going through a portal. It's a Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot? It's a little slothy. You're right. It's a little slothy. But this has been really fun, and everybody was really excited to have you on. We didn't get to all the questions, which means you guys have to come back. We'd love to. We'd love Sorry, to. It was we so didn't. Fun. If we try to derail it into a regular episode of this show, but I, <laughs> no. I never get to answer love advice questions. No, that so was I'm great. glad we got to do both. Me too, because now I know more about cryptozoology than I'll ever need. Hey, uh, and by the way, you absolutely have to come do our show. I would love to. You are welcome. Like, great. Anytime. Like, I'll just be like, I don't know. No, but that's great. No, because okay. then we also tell you a story. So we, we, our guests will share their personal paranormal history if they have one, and then we'll share a story of high strangers Ooh. from history. I do have a grandfather that's dead. There you go. Okay, it'll work. That'll all right. Work. Lots of ghosts with grandparent stories out there. Yeah. We'll take all of them that we can get. All right. I'll see you guys there. Great. Deal. Love Done. it. Do you Done. have a sign-off? Like a Bigfoot collector sign-off? Yes. Off? Until next week, go get regressed. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.